get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Start Your Day. It's Nicole Smith-Jackson, apartment, we're going to awaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind, so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that's for you to build the big business. So we're here coaching you every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you've not done this already, go ahead and share the call with other people. They can dial in the 602 753-1848, or listen online with their smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. How you doing, family? Hopefully you're doing amazing, amazing, amazing. Listen, today is an amazing day, and I'm telling you, it just got better because we got started. You know, I want to remind you that uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can hear Power Start Your Day uh, on demand, your pocket coach. Some of you guys need me in the middle of the day, sometime in the evening to, you know, to get some things done. I am here operating off a few hours of sleep. We're getting prepared for a um, a taping at my house, a, a perspective or maybe new show or something. I don't know. They're going to pitch it somewhere or whatever. But Long story short, it's just a testament to what we're talking about on today, the process uh, to success. And you gotta, you, you gotta go through it to get to it. Are you willing to keep going until you get it done? If you didn't listen to the first episode of this series, you want to go back to the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and uh, we, we let you know that everything that you go through, uh, the circumstances, the challenges, is a part of the process. And, you know, today we're going to be in Romans uh, 837, 8 and 37, chapter 8, verse 37, and this is something I want you to remember as we go over the uh, the cycle of success, as as noted from the Pink Millionaire, right? We're mentoring you today on what's required. I share with you just some of the hardships I've gone through, right? Uh, Twenty plus years ago of challenges that uh, I know that those uphill battles, which this is what we're going to talk about today, the uphill battles. Um, that has trained me for success. And that's what your challenge is. That's what your battles is doing. It's training you for success. And when you begin to understand that, you'll stop running from it. And just go through it as we talk today. We got to go to the Lord because this is the part about success that no one wants. Everyone wants success. They want the rewards but they don't want to go through the rough times. They don't want to go through the challenges. They don't want to go through the tests. And this is where 
Your faith is tested, and this is where your faith is built. Let's count it all joy today. Father God, we come before you. We honor you on today because today is an amazing day, and you made it. You gave us another opportunity here just to be breathing, just to be here in the land of the living. We'll always be mindful to find joy and be glad in each and every day. Father God, on today as you are training us through your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to be with us, to teach, guide, direct, correct us, because this is his home. This is his show. Holy Spirit, you may have your way to teach us how to make it through the challenges, the battles. We know that your word has taught us that our battles are not our own, but they're the Lord. You've taught us to lay down our burdens because with you, the burdens are light and the yoke is easy. Teach us how to do that, oh dear Lord, so that we may continue on to do the great exploits in your name. To make sure that everything that we're doing is to glorify you and not ourselves. To be on your assignment, not our agenda. To have building your kingdom as our priority. Father God, as we're going forward. Let us keep our eyes on the prize. That in all that we do, that we're seeking for you to be pleased. That you may say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We know that faith is not built without tests. Let us know the right meaning of the test so that we may be able to see. We honor you and we bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, family, let's, let's, let's review the success cycle that, you know, it, it's definitely going to be, number one, overcoming obstacles. Number two, the uphill battles. Number three, pushing through the pains, and then you get to reap the rewards. We know that the law of the kingdom that God has put forth, he says that you will reap what you sown. If you want big rewards, you have to sow seeds. And sometimes those seeds are our tears, our pains, our challenges. I can look now as I am, you know, looking at the life that God has allowed me to live, and boy, was it an uphill battle. I know many of you all can identify, but let's make it right with God and have him understand that we're willing to go through the uphill battle. Romans 8 and 37 says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
in all the things that we go through and all the things that we push through to create success in our lives, the spiritual battles, the family battles, the financial battles, the physical battles, striving just to create a better life for ourselves and our family. But let me tell you about the uphill battle. It's training you for the triumph and it's building endurance. You know, when you start thinking about network marketing, many people, they give up super quickly as soon as the sign of even an ant hill. Now, when they start seeing maybe a curb they got to go over, it starts getting scary. The uphill battle, most have already been lost by the time an uphill battle has occurred. And then when you get to your company's events and you're looking at the stage and you're oohing and on at the, the people who may be collecting, whether it's metal or glass or whatever awards or recognition, never forget the uphill battle. It's an opportunity for each and every one of you all to go through it to get through it, but more importantly, grow through it. You grow through battles. If we understand that our tests, our tests that God has already placed, that he know that we would pass. He just want to know, what are really the desires of your heart? Are you really trying to help people? Or as soon as something is bruised, whether it's your ego or maybe, you know, you didn't make uh, the promotion you thought or maybe someone else made the promotion before you or what have you, you forget. That business success is an uphill battle. A battle that he's already equipped you to win. A battle that Jesus has already won for us. How many times have you ever thought about what if Jesus had said no? You know, you have some disobedient children now. You got some people, uh, disobedient children. You got some people that are straight rebellious. What if God had sent them once he started going through it all, people doubting him, mistreating him, making up stuff on him, beating him, humiliating him. He had to said, nah, they just not worth it. They're going to turn their backs on you anyway, God. You're going to give them things that they ask for, and they're not going to glorify you with it. You're going to give them talents and gifts, and you're going to give them know-how, and they're going to they're gonna get scared at the first sign 
of an uphill battle. Just the thought of that brings tears to my eyes. I want us to affirm that in every challenge that you have, I did a Facebook Live and I was sharing with um, the audience. I went to a training and Magic Johnson was there and I was trained on the SWAT assessment. And um, the prelude was, you know, you start going through any kind of challenge or you're trying to make do something big. And by the way, uh, my mom would always remind me that on the other side of the battle was is something bigger. On the other side of the battle is something bigger. When she's watched me um, go through the uphill battles where life and situations and circumstances and challenges was whooping me and your mom can't do nothing about it. It will be challenges you're going through that you're looking for somebody to rescue you. You're looking for somebody to pull you out of it. And God has put you in it and you can't even recognize it. My mom would just pray and say, baby, on the other side of the battle is something bigger. And she was always right. The more intense the battle, the bigger the reward if I kept my eyes on Christ, if I continue to do the right thing, if I continue to remember my assignment. Listen, this is for you. The only reason I believe, that's just why I believe it. That's why I would wake up no matter if I had one hour or two hours of sleep and still, because the only reason I believe I'm breathing is just to be a testament to what God has done and what God wants to do for others. That's why I tell people it don't make no sense to be jealous of me. Oh, my mercy. The battles that would have half beaten me to a pulp and I still continue to keep ticking. You don't want that. You want your battle because you want your reward. Most people are so caught up in the rewards of others that they're mishandling, misusing their own battles, their own challenges that was designed to make them stronger, them bigger, them better. I want to tell you a few things that you want to do before I give you an affirmation on today. When you're facing the uphill battle. The first thing is you definitely want to assess it, right? Because the SWAT assessment talks about your strengths, your weaknesses, the opportunity, and the threats. And every one of your challenges, you need to make this assessment if you want it to come out, if you want to come out on top, if you want to be sure that you are going to win the battle. Assess it. Sometimes it's not even a battle at all or the only battle is in your mind. Sometimes it's not even your battle to fight. You're in someone else's. Assess the battle. 
217, no, you got to go to God first. No, you need to assess the battle so your communication with God is clear. Some people might say, oh, Lord, just help me. And he's saying, help you do what? Help you with what? Many of you all are are not getting what you want out of life because you don't know what you want out of life. A lot of you all, you say your answers are not, your prayers are not being answered. You haven't prayed the right prayer. You may not even be praying in God's language. You're praying in the language of the world. Some of the things you're praying for, if God gave it to you, you'd be out of here on tomorrow. You ain't ready. Assess the battle and then make the petition made known to God. You can assess the battle and ask the Holy Spirit, decipher this for me, explain this to me. You don't have to call your girlfriend or your brother or your sister to ask them to explain something to you when you are walking with infinite intelligence on the inside of you. There's sometimes when it feels like, okay, wait a minute, this is confusing. Wait a minute, I know that God is not the author. Holy Spirit, unscramble this to me. Reveal this to me. Explain this to me. Pray for your stumbling box to be removed. Did you know that God gave us the authority in his word to pray for the stumbling box to be removed? Clear the path. Make the crooked path straight. Clear it out for me, Lord. Now, he'll do that for folks who he knows for sure is going to be doing his work. The pure heart, clean hands will help you out a lot here. After you you ask God to go ahead and you 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 go ahead and you and give you the courage to make the move. I'm talking about be obedient. When he say sit still, sit still. When he say move, move. I found that you'll never make it to the top of a hill if you stop moving. More than likely, when you stop moving, you're going to fall back. But if you want to move forward, if you want to get to, you got to go through No one is exempt. Go ahead and read every success story. No one wants to hear the success story. You were born winning. How boring is that? You were born winning. You ain't been through no problem. You're unrelatable. More than likely unreliable. Because you don't know the importance of people depending on you. If you haven't been through anything, when you've gone through, you know the importance of, listen, now you have come through. 
It's time for you to pull others through the uphill battle. The uphill battle, family. Let's open up the call briefly. We got a few moments here. Got to do some more preparation. And when I start thinking about all these battles is what people want to interview me about. They want to know about my story. They want to hear about the story. They want to know, what, what, what did you go through to get to where you are? There's never enough time to share it all. But let's hear it. Are you willing to go through this uphill battle, go through to get to? Good morning, 609 last four two two one zero. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Jackson. How are you doing? This is uh, David Leach out of Newark, Delaware. Hey, King, how you doing? Uh, I'm blessed by the best. I don't have no complaints. But I just wanted to say your top leaders did an outstanding job in uh, Newark, New Jersey, these Absolutely. past Saturday in your absence. <laughs> and it's a, it was very – I would like to say, in reference to what you said, I, I, I like to tell people that uphill battle is – I always say that new devil, new level, new devil. Whenever you put something out into the universe that you want, the devil's going to come into play to stop you from reaching that goal. So we just have to keep faith that God's going to get us there and, and we're going to be prosperous in whatever we uh, obtain. And uh, just want to thank you for all that you do for all of us pouring into us and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, King. Absolutely. I mean, those leaders are trained up and they are, they are true bosses. I am so grateful. I'm here in my office and I was organizing um, some things and I was just thinking about, you know, those, those leaders and remembering them when they, when I first met them and come like they're passing through my face and I'm saying, wow, look at them. The uphill battle, listen, it'll pay off in your life if you just keep going. Six four six last four four one three one. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. McCullough. How you doing? Harold Coleman giving you a call. Uh thanks so much for reaching out. You know, it was so it was such so real, you know, your message that you mentioned this morning. Because uh it just really resonated with me. Because I had so many white doctors that often said, well, you know, Harold, you know, you should have just gone with your original goal being an NBA basketball player. You know, uh, medicine is not for black people, especially not black men. You know, patients resonate with white doctors better. If it's not white, it's not right. So many times in the operating room through you know, going through emergency calls, uh, through gas gangrene, necrotizing fasciitis, and all these, you know, surgical emergencies during my residency training program, you know, it was always the, you know, the residents who were the white ones, white residents, and uh, all the attendings. Well, <clears throat> when I came up, the tall six-foot-two guy, they were like, well, who is he? You know, it was always the question well, I don't want him doing the surgery. I want to see, where's the white doctor? Mm. And you had to go through that so many times. And 
you're not smart enough, you can't pass your board exams because, you know, it's not designed for you. You're not good enough. And so many times and so many times when these white doctors would say you're not good enough. And, you know, you know, for me, I was always wanting to prove them wrong. And it gave me so much more ammunition and so much more power to after to say, you know what? And I say in their face, I say, I'm going to prove you wrong because I think you're wrong and I know you're wrong. And the moment that I finally came over that uphill, and I was one of many people from across the country that had to go to a program at Marshall University called Medical Health. And Health was a acronym for higher, edu- higher education learning problems. I never realized and knew that it was just as many white doctors as black doctors that couldn't pass board exams and get a license to practice. Um, it was just a you know recognized program throughout the country. It was obviously more black than white, but there were white doctors that had the same problem, but it's predominantly far more black than it were white. And so, you know, once I had come over that and overcame that experience of finally passed that board exam and went back into their face, they'll come back and say, oh, hell, you know, it was just a joke. And I'm like, no, you know, it wasn't a joke. They all play it off and they always think that you're not good enough. So, you know, this message was so good that you said because it just resonates to me that white doctors always believed or even felt as though that they're always better. And even in practicing now, on my way to work now, <clears throat> it's so interesting how people in Bucky, when I come there, they're like, oh, I thought she was a basketball player. I mean, even to this day, I said, there's nothing about it. You see, I have scrubs on. You see what my label is. And you still, even to this day, there are black patients that want to see a white doctor today. I just had a patient yesterday. She was just saying, oh, well, <clears throat> I think you're wrong. They're going to challenge you. They don't always want to listen, but if it's a white doctor there or someone else, it's a different experience. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you were right, that type of thing. But the validation has to come from a white doctor. So it's interesting just to see how things, and we all go through, you know, trials and tribulations and all my difficulties have been in there uh, in that situation. So, um, it's just really so surreal. All my challenges have been with medical boards. I never came from, I came from a great family. I never had to go to, I never had to work in school. My parents just gave me money. All you need to do is go to school. You know, I went here, medical school at Temple, Philly, Morehouse undergrad here in Atlanta. So I never had issues with that in terms of that situation, but it was always trying to overcome that uphill battle of, trying to get the respect from other white doctors to think that, hey, we're not, you know, we're not a minority and, you know, we're just as smart as they are and they just have more resources. And, you know, it's experience that I did in this internal medicine where everybody, all all the other residents had the answers. And it made it look like they were smart. And then at the end of the rotation, they were, one white guy said, "Oh, you didn't get you didn't get the memo." I said, "What memo?" 
So all, all the answers are right here, and everyone complies with these notes, and all the other white residents had the answers. I was getting 80% of the questions wrong, 20% of them right, and I was looking like the dummy, huh. where they actually had the other answers. So uh, I, I just wanted to just, you know, thank you so much for the message that you said, because it's interesting, you know, how we all go through uphill battles, and, and, and that was my story. And, and thanks so much for sharing your story. You know, Dr. Coleman, I'm so proud of you. I am extremely proud of you, King, and you are good enough, more than good enough. Time is time upon time has tested uh, people of color, and we've fought and won many uphill battles. And what I want you to know is that I honor you and I know what it feels like for people to think you're not good enough. Even myself, your own people would think you're not good enough just because you're a woman. Your own people, just because uh-huh. you have a husband, they think you should him versus walk in your calling. And so what I shared with you was release the anyone wrong mm-hmm. and just believe God right that he has no respect to a person. And so I am so glad people you're going to hear this amazing story up close and personal. I share it and I want to do an interview with him. We got to get your coaching on board. I've been super slammed, but we're, we're getting to that. But people never know who's listening and who's listening on a regular basis. There are a lot of super successful people who know that, look, success ain't easy. It looks a hot mess way before you can get to any money. 716-LAST-40611. Just for you guys to know, we're keeping it 100% real on what it takes to get to the next level. All right. Uh, are you there? 716, you're going to take that last call. Wow, we, this was a good one. We've gone all the way to the time. Are you there? 716-0611, are you there? Okay, if not, listen. It's an uphill battle, y'all. You'll get the reward if you don't faint. The stories can go on and on and on. Some people just press pause in the midst of the story that God has already written for you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Network marketing is just the industry that says we don't care anything about your past. If you can start now to live in the present and help someone else's future become better, you can win too. You just got to keep going till you get it done. I love you. Go out there and help some people. You need to start numbering the heads. And stop associating pain with what's going to bring you pleasure in your latter years. I love you. God bless you.